Hi everyone, welcome back to Data Bytes. My name is Sadie St. Lawrence and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today I'll be chatting with Irene Bratzis, a New York City-based data scientist, AI practitioner, and community builder. Irene has spent 12 years in the private sector working for various tech companies and she writes for data-driven investors, Analytics Vita, Towards Data Science, and Justice, CodeX, MLLearning.ai, Women in Data, and Gesture Bob. She currently works as a data science product manager at Beacon and is the co-lead of the Boston and New York City chapters for women in data, works as a project director for the US in the Women in AI Awards North America and manages the book club for women in data. Welcome, Irene. Thank you so much for having me, Sadie. Yeah, my pleasure. So you've worked in a ton of various roles and organizations from account management to sales and even running your own company. So why the move into data science and AI? Yeah, so um, really I caught the bug back in uh, 2013 to 2015. I used to work for uh, Experian Data Quality. And in those days, you know, we talked so much about data quality, data issues, migrations, things that can come up. You know, uh, the buzzword back then was, you know, big data, big data was the new thing. So, uh, you know, that's what so many of the you know, webinars and things we did were about. And that's when I got really serious about thinking that, about this as a potential career path. Um, but really, you know, most recently I was at Tesla and one of the things that came up a lot for me during that time uh, was this idea that, you know, the skills of the future, you know, the careers of the future are going to be based on your skill set. Um, and, and I really like that, you know, because uh, so many of so many of the opportunities, it feels like, okay, you got to know someone, it's who you know, right? Um, so the idea that we're moving towards, uh, you know, a, more of a vision of a meritocracy where people are uh, finding opportunities based on their skills, you know, really appeal to me. And really this felt like an opportunity to get into um, a 21st century career, you know, and I had spent so many years working on the com uh, commercial side of things and just felt like, what are my actual skills? Like, what are my 21st century skills? <laughs> um, so that really lit a fire under me and that's what started this whole process for me. Well, I think that's such a great question to ask yourself, you know, what are my actual skills? Um, it, this is like a write down moment for all of those who are listening and some reflection time because, you know, we go to school, we get degrees, right? But how often do we really then assess ourselves again to know what our skills are? So I think that's very insightful of you to take that opportunity and see that that's where the industry is headed. So you assess your skills, you knew, hey, I want to add in data science and AI, but then what did that road look like? How did you actually make that transition um, from the roles you were working in to where you are today? Yeah, so it was almost like the universe just uh, kind of forced me into it in a way, because uh, at the time I was looking at boot camps, I was looking at online, you know, certifications and things that I could do, you know, on the side because I was working uh, and I was working in sales and delivery operations. So I was, uh, I was data adjacent, but I wasn't, you know, in the trenches, right? So uh, I thought, okay, this is an opportunity for me to start my learning journey. And I thought it would be really comfortable, you know, I'd have my job and then I'd be learning on the side and, you know, getting more technical and in the weeds. 
Um, sorry, I'm in New York City, so you might hear some sirens in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, about a few weeks after I started vetting different programs and, and having these conversations, um, I was laid off from Tesla and uh, it kind of answered my question for me. Um, our entire team was laid off in New York, in Chicago and in Fremont. So I was like, okay, I guess this is me going all in. And, you know, rather than doing this more casually, I did it, uh, you know, in a more focused way. So rather than spending, you know, 10, 20 hours a week, I was basically, I basically made it my full-time job and I just got my feet wet. Yeah, I love that you took the opportunity of something really negative, right? Getting laid off. Like that is not something anyone wants to happen to themselves and really turned it into such a positive with like, okay, I take this as a sign, like it's time for me to fully commit to this. So I'm curious if you were to do this transition again, are there aspects that you would do differently, things you would learn, how you would spend your time? You know, if someone's looking to transition from, you know, a marketing or sales background into adding in those data science and A skills, what would you recommend for them to do? Yeah, so it, it actually took me a long time to, to feel capable and worthy, honestly. Um, so that's really the biggest thing that I would say to myself early on is like, you got this, like you can do this. Um, you know, I was always the people person, you know, um, I uh, worked for tech companies for, you know, 12 years, but, um, you know, I was, I was more casually kind of socially involved with the tech people that I worked with, but not professionally. And I felt that, you know, coding was a hurdle, like, oh, I can't learn to code. It's too late. I'm, I'm, you know, in my thirties now, how can I possibly learn, you know, this, this new skill set now. Right. And, and I think everyone, um, you know, has their moments right where they think oh it's too late you know and um so yeah definitely working past that uh because it's not too late it's never too late and you know even in your 30s you're looking at 30 more years you know of having a career so um yeah that would be the first thing is is like it's never too late and you're absolutely worthy and if this is something you're interested in like go all in because you can figure it out and it all it requires is consistent um focused effort so that that would be the primary thing um and the second thing would be to align yourself you know for, for me I, I sort of was shy at first you know i i would add you know i'd add people on linkedin and i'd ask them you know what they like about their job and you know but but i always felt like i was bothering them um so really uh realizing that you're entering a community of people you know there are people in every level of this community that want to talk to you they want to guide you they want to give you advice maybe they want to partner with you you know later down the line so really um feeling like it's okay to reach out and to start forming relationships even if you're just curious uh it is definitely a big thing because you know these are the people that are eventually going to become your peers your mentors your partners so uh your business partners maybe real partners i don't know but you know um this is uh th this is normal and it it's perfectly fine for you to to be seeking out uh relationships as you're starting out yeah i think that's great advice i mean i Definitely know those feelings of first in my career, just being so nervous to reach out, but 
I'm a big fan of action cures fear. And, you know, when you take action and realize like, wow, so many people actually want to help out. Like the data science community is just so open and so helping. I was so surprised at just like the level of response I got. And now when people reach out to me, I feel the same. It's like, I feel honored that people reach out. Like I've, I think there's only been one instance where someone where I've reached out to that people haven't met um, with me. So definitely love that advice to like, hey, feel worthy, you got this and um, reach out to, to ask for help. Yeah, and, and especially coming from a sales background where there is so much competition, I, I was also surprised, you know, I was like, wow, I'm sending messages to these people. Some of them are like, you know, really, you know, really established people and they're still finding the time to reach out to me, a person they don't know and, and you know, respond and not everyone will, right? It's, it is a numbers game to, to a certain extent. You know, you might be catching people at busy times or maybe they themselves are dealing with their own imposter syndrome. So they feel like, who am I to help you, right? So there's a bit of that too. Um, so the important thing is like not, not to take it personally if they don't respond, because I definitely reach out to people a lot and they don't respond and that is okay. Uh, but there still are gonna be many people that will and will be open to you, so yeah. Yeah, and I see that, I don't know if this is what fueled your passion, but you're also heavily involved in the data science community, which is fantastic. So I'm curious as to, you know, you could have just gotten in the job and then said, okay, awesome, I'm here, I got my place, right? But no, you decided to give back to the community in a lot of ways. What drives this passion? And also, how do you find all the time to do it all? <laughs> Yeah, I know it's really snowballed because um, first I got involved with you guys with women in data and uh you know, for me, I, I'm like a super social person, like before COVID, I, and, and even in my previous career, I used to work with women in localization at Experian, I started a women's leadership program. So I've, um, I've always been kind of this type of person where I'm involved in organizing and I'm involved in, you know, furthering discussions like for me that is that's an end goal in and of itself, because I, I like the idea of kind of um, turning the idea of a, of a career on its head and saying, okay, you know what, instead of my career being what I do for work and what my job title is, you know, maybe my career is just a composite of all the things I think are fascinating about life and about the professional world. And, you know, LinkedIn is like my favorite social media because, you know, it really results in a lot of like life-changing opportunities for people. You know, you meet people that are like-minded, you meet people that are interested in furthering the same career goals you are. So it's really special. Um, and because of COVID, honestly, I, I just had to have an outlet because, you know, we're, we're at home. So, you know, I'd already started organizing with uh, women in data and then I became chapter lead for, for New York. And then um, I got involved with women in AI as well and a really great organization. It's a bit more of a focus on like entrepreneurial um, side of AI. So I really loved that. And yeah, I, I agree. You know, I think the easy kind of uh, path here is, okay, you use these things for networking and then you get your job and then you kind of focus on your job, right? Um, but, you know, I've been, I've become maybe a little jaded because, you know, this idea that, okay, we have our job and that's our sense of security. You know, it scares me now because I've gone through two layoffs that had nothing to do with my performance, nothing to do with, you know, my work quality. Um, and 
this is really the nature of work now. You know, you see situations at companies where the churn is, you know, um, increasing every year and people are kind of averaging three years at a job before they find another opportunity. And it's kind of, it's becoming the new normal. And what's also becoming the new normal is, you know, rather than spending 20 years at a company and, you know, feeling a sense of solidarity with that company, you're actually, um, you know, you're finding a sense of solidarity within communities so that if you are laid off or if you yourself are looking for other opportunities, you have a network to leverage. And this brings it again to your skill set, right? So rather than my career being, you know, what I do professionally, you know, in exchange for my time and labor, um, I like the idea that my career is, is really who I am and who I am is getting involved in various degrees with various organizations and helping those organizations thrive you know to me that that brings me a lot of safety and feelings that i i'm where i want to be and i'm doing actively the things i want to be doing whether someone decides i'm worthy of a paycheck or not yeah i couldn't agree more and i feel like that message is so relevant for people to hear right now i mean we're living in a very volatile world and too often we put too much of our identity into our job title. And I love what you're saying, which is like, no, it's so much bigger than that, right? Like that's yeah. just a portion, one little facet of who you are and mm -hmm. who you are is really the communities that you belong to. So if you're not in a community, definitely reach out to one because um, there's a lot of benefit to being a part of one and, and being a leader in one as well. Yeah, and I think there's something really beautiful about uh, coming out of the comp competitive mindset, because I think for a long time in the business world, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's all about competition, right? Beating out your enemies, you know, uh, being, being the leader, and being the leader means everyone else is not the leader, right? Um, and I just, uh, I really love that polarity of competition and collaboration, right? So on the one end of the spectrum, you're looking at competition and on the other, uh, you're treating your own evolution and your own growth as a collaborative venture where, you know, you're growing, the people in your community are growing, you're helping each other, everyone wins. You know, I, I just, I, I think that's so much more healthy. And, you know, whereas, in a competitive environment, you maybe have one or two winners, but in a collaborative environment, you have a hundred winners, right? So I, I just think it makes more sense. Definitely. And then once you work in that collaborative environment, you realize, oh my goodness, there's space for everyone. Like, this is fantastic. Like, why were we ever competing in the first place? Like, we need everyone and there's space for everyone to live their purpose in this environment. Yes, scarcity versus abundance. Yes. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> So you definitely have an abundant mindset, which I love. So I'd love to hear your opinion then on, you know, in the next five to 10 years, where do you hope to be and what do you hope to do? What does the future for Irene look like? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny, like this, I, I'm kind of coming at the end of a two year process that I started in summer 2019. And I've been asking myself that same question, because I see so much possibility, especially for considering where we are right now, uh, with respect to data careers and AI careers. Um, you know, I'd love to just be working on products and whether it's, you know, for my own personal ventures or for my, the company I work for, or, 
supporting other people I know in the community that are doing cool things. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, um, if I can say that I've helped build uh, products or services that are really helping people, um, you know, that's what I want to do more of. And uh, especially if I can do that, you know, within this context of, okay, what does a data science product mean? You know, what does uh, an AI product look like? How do you organize that? How do you bring it to market? Um, you know, and not just products, but again, services, right? So community services, the events, the programs we do, the fact that we have a residency with women in data, you know, all those things really excite me. So I definitely want to keep doing more of that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, in the future, I, I would I would love uh, to, to keep doing, you know, events like this and, and kind of see where this curiosity takes me because I feel like, okay, I've achieved my two year goal, right? And, and now there's kind of that open space of like, okay, what else is the next unachievable thing that I thought would take way more time and energy than it did? Um, so, so that's the exciting thing, but definitely um, staying current, um, you know, keeping up with new products and helping build new products is definitely something that I want to keep doing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think there's a ton of great takeaways for people um, just in terms of if you're looking to make that career transition, you know, do an assessment of yourself and really look at those skills and see which ones do you have, which ones do you want to have. I, Irene has some great advice that when you're trying to get the skills that you want to have, you got this. And then finally, reach out to community. Um, community is everything. They're going to be there to support you. And it gives you an opportunity to give back. So yeah. And, and one more thing I wanted to add, Sadie, about community building it, it's not just the professional communities. You know, it's, you know, if this is a career path that people are seriously considering joining, then you're going to, you know, you're going to think about community on a few different levels, right? There's expanding your skill set. So doing projects regularly, people that you trust and feel safe with that you can, you know, uh, springboard our ideas off of and brainstorm with and show your code to, right? I mean, this is this is these are all the technical skills um, but then beyond that you know uh, people that are doing really innovative things in the space because we are in such dire need of uh, conscious leadership in this space you know there are so many issues with privacy with ethics with how these new technologies are going to be built who they're going to be built by, how they're going to be assessed, and, and ultimately how they're going to change really the fabric of our societies. We're already seeing that in so many different ways. So to be an agent of that and to be a person that is, um, you know, helping to mold this, like we need you, we need passionate people uh, to kind of be active and be out there and, and mold this conversation. So yeah, be bold and, and don't feel like you know, you're an outsider, you're not. If anything, we need more outsiders to come in so that we have varied perspectives on how this stuff is built and deployed and used. It's, it's very crucial. Yes, could not agree more. We need diversity in this space. And that looks like a lot of ways, you know, not just diversity of gender, but diversity of mindset. So come on in bring your whole self and we're ready to to change the world in this space absolutely thank you so much sadie thank you we'll talk soon